السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر صدق الله العظيم الحمد لله as we're now coming in the last few portions of this blessed month of Ramadan wanted to remind everybody about the significance and the importance of these last few nights and the nights of power, the Laylatul Qadr, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in their virtue and in their fadila. And as an extension, this is for us to remember that these last moments of the blessed month of Ramadan, they're still here, and the month of Ramadan is still around us that we can take advantage of and we can do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He descended the entire surah and He descended the entire chapter of the Qur'an in regards to Laylatul Qadr. And the background of it, the, the story why it was revealed, one of the, the companions, they mentioned that um, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned about the, the struggles and the hardships and then the the struggles that the Bani Israel went through in their many years and how many years people fought for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the Muslims, they were not able to do the same because of their small lifespans and they would live for 70, 80 years and that would be it. So they complained to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they said, Ya Rasulullah, you know, the people of the past, they had such, such lives that they were able to worship and they were able to dedicate themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uh, long periods of time. But our situation is such that we're not able to do that. And not only that, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, family and business and this and that. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was, this this uh, surah was revealed upon him that, inna anzalnahu fi laylatul qadr, indeed we have sent this Qur'an in the night of power, the night of Qadr. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ What do you know about the night of power? So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرِ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ is much better than a thousand months. تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ The angels come down and not only the angels, especially Jibreel alayhi salam comes down. وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِّنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ with the command and with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding every single uh, every single command, every single thing. Salam. It'll be peace. Hatta matla al-fajr until the rising of the dawn. So this surah, it was revealed for the sake of letting the Muslims get an opportunity to compete with the nations and the people that were before us. And... These are the nights that we're in where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised 
this this uh, uh, you know this this promise of his that each of our nights and each night a person makes ibadat it will be multiplied by a thousand months. So if you look at that, each night is about eighty four to eighty three years, and you know you can you can dissect it even more that each hour is about you know ten years of worship. So these nights they're very very valuable nights. And the Prophet وسلم, when the last portion of the month of Ramadan would come, his sunnah was uh, he would wake up the family. That he would wake up the family and not only that, when he would come to the last portions of the, the special nights, he would wake up the family and uh, And he would uh, tie up his, his uh, you know, his izar. Uh, which is a way of saying that he would roll up his sleeves. No, he would roll up his sleeves and now getting ready to really get into the work and the effort that has to be put in in these last portions of the month of Ramadan. And so the Prophet ﷺ, um, one thing is that the Prophet ﷺ, this is the night and this is the special days of the last portion of the month of Ramadan where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has uh, promised such mercies that we cannot even uh, uh, measure and the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that if one mercy descends upon us it will make us uh, uh, you know it will make us uh, be able to follow deen and be able to live a proper and happy life for the rest of our uh, of our life so this is something that we have to really um, focus on. Imam Ghazali, one of the great scholars, uh, he mentions a very beautiful thing. And he says, um, when a person, they want to become better. And they want to see how do they, uh, you know, become a better individual. And he says three things. Number one is to kind of uh, retrospective, look into ourselves and see where we were. And then analyze the time and the moments and the hours that we spent. And then number two is find out where did we go wrong and what did we do uh, that wasn't supposed to be done. Right? So in the last portions of this month of Ramadan, we can kind of retrospect over the entire month of Ramadan. And see how is it that we spend this month of Ramadan. And then not only that, the last step and the last stage is to make an intention for the rest of the year. That the rest of the year, this is what you want to be doing. And these are the goals and the deeds that you want to have and carry on to the rest of the year. So no matter what uh, uh, what stage in life we are, we're always trying to be better. And we're always trying to become better individuals. This is why we need this these last portions of this month of Ramadan to really get into this. Um, another thing that the Prophet wasallam, another hadith that he mentions... In one narration, he says, "Qul amantu billahi thumma stakim." He says to have faith in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and then have istiqamat, thumma stakim. Now, if you look at what is istiqamat, we've been worshiping Allah Subhanahu wa Taala by the mercy and the tawfiq of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for the last, you know, uh, 22, 23 days, and the the hardships. And what a person experiences, this is building us to become better individuals. 
Now what is left for us to do? Thummastaqim. That we believe in Allah. And now what do we have to do? Thummastaqim. Now we uh, have istiqamat upon that. And we have steadfastness on that. And steadfastness means to continue those actions. And continue those things that we have been doing for the rest of the time. So now especially in the month of Ramadan. We notice that you know there's so many things that we're able to do. Well, you know, we, we didn't think that we were able to read so much Quran. Now, subhanAllah, we're able to read so much Quran. We didn't think that we can stand so long at night. You know, uh, in the beginning, everybody, like I mentioned before, everybody was thinking, how are we going to even do this month of Ramadan? The masjids are closed. Uh, there's no family interactions. And the iftar parties, you know, there's no more iftar parties. How are people going to live? So, we went through this whole month. And now the last portion of of that, uh, of that hadith, thummastaqim. Now it's the time that we have to have steadfastness. We have to continue those actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, allowed us to do. And that is where the barakah and the blessings will be. If a person, they realize that the barakah of Ramadan, it's the same as when we train ourselves and continue those actions for the rest of the year, then this is, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us and wants uh, us to do. Um, when when the Prophet وسلم, at the time of the Prophet وسلم, there was an old lady, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala descends uh, ayat regarding this also, and this old lady what she would do is she would make a quilt, and she would patch up things and make a quilt, and she would make an extensive and beautiful quilt, and but she wasn't you know uh, sane. So what she would do is then she would rip it apart and she would break it and make uh, uh, nothing out of it. And the whole thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends in the ayat is don't be like the one that naqadat ghazlaha, that has broken her quilt after she spent so much effort and so much hard work in making that quilt. So the similar simile here is that after we've spent so much time and we've spent so much effort in doing our ibadat and in doing our actions, then going and now stopping those actions, this is something that we have to watch out for. And this is that month that when we train ourselves to continue these actions and continue these uh, uh, you know, habits of ours, then inshallah for the rest of the year, uh, this is going to be uh, you know, one of those actions and deeds that we continuously do. I wanted to mention one hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is very, uh, you know, a very serious warning for us. There was a time in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he was at the member of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he took a step, and he said, "Amin," and then he took a second step, and he said, "Amin" again, and he took a third step, and he said, "Amin" again. So the companions, radiallahu taala anhum. You know, uh, they were very um, intrigued. And they, they asked the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, you know, we've seen you say something and do something that you've never done before. What is the reason that you're saying, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen? So the Prophet ﷺ, he says, uh, Jibreel ﷺ came to me. You know, the angel Jibreel, he came to me and he said three du'as. And he said three du'as to which I said, Ameen. The first dua that he said is that may the person 
be destroyed who uh you know who you're mentioned and he doesn't say salutations upon you so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied amin and then another dua was that may the person be uh destroyed who has his parents in old age but doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to that he said amin again and then one of the questions was that may the person who goes through the month of Ramadan but yet after going through the month of Ramadan he still doesn't get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may he be destroyed so then he said amin again so if we kind of realize what is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam doing in this the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was known to never curse people was known to be a very gentle and very uh, uh, soft spoken person that he would never harm somebody so now here the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying amin to a dua like this so this shows us that how grave of a situation it is that a person goes through the month of ramadan and while they're going through the month of ramadan with all the hardships and everything that we have and all the mercies of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is around us in spite of all of that a person still doesn't get the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's something very hard to imagine because there's so much mercy and so much uh, uh, rahma of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around us in this month right every opportunity that we have there's many many opportunities that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us the suhoor time iftar time the nights and especially now in the last uh last few nights the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in uh, one hadith he mentions look for the laylatul qadr in the last 10 nights of ramadan in another narration he mentions look for laylatul qadr in the last odd nights of the month of ramadan and another narration he mentions the 27th night so there's many many narrations these are the nights that the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at a high so if we realize that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he's telling he's saying amin to duas that a person is uh to to duas that are making a person uh, distant from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sake of not getting the the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month this is something very great but this shouldn't make us lose hope you know if if the rest of the month we've been uh you know a little uh Uh, lacks in our amal it shouldn't lo- make us lose hope because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is the time when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was the most generous and he increased his actions so for us also if we didn't use the rest of the month the rest of the uh, weeks of the month of ramadan the way we wanted to it's not too late and this is the time that we can start and start making the effort in uh, increasing in our uh, ibadat and in increasing in our actions So in these last moments you know what should we do The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he it was his habit to pray at night and in the last portions of the month of Ramadan you know he would uh, uh seclude himself in the masjid something that we uh, a lot of us we cannot do in this uh circumstances but the zeal of that should still be there that a person should want to have done i'tikaf and secluded themselves for the sake of Allah and not only that increasing in the actions such as prayers in our Quran in our tilawat of the Quran in our duas 
You know, all of these actions invite the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when when we invite this uh, when we invite this mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in uh, uh, in in the Quran he mentions um, you know few du'as of of the prophets and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through their du'as grants them such mercy that we know their story and how for example Musa alayhi salam his story and the du'a that he made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala oh Allah forgive me and my brother wa adkhilna fi rahmatika wa anta arhamur rahimin and enter us into your mercy and you are the most merciful and we know the story how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took care of him and then the uh, different different prophets asking for mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what it teaches us is in these last nights a dua umukhul ibadah dua is the essence of our ibadat that no matter what a ibadat and what a worship we do if a person makes that dua and has that munajat and has that um has that uh, uh, speaking and whispering with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the essence of our ibadat so number one in these nights with along with our actions that we're doing and those things that we should be uh, uh, praying and uh, you know our charity and all these different things what we have to do is we have to <coughs> we have to make a lot of dua especially in these nights as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the anbiya were commanded and the prophets were commanded to make dua right so in these nights the first thing that we have to do is make a lot of dua not for only for ourselves our family members friends the community around us their circumstances that are around us and then on top of the dua and on top of our ibadat we have to seek a lot of istighfar right istighfar is something that when we do uh, an action and we do something good then we know that no matter what it was we weren't able to fulfill the rights of that action a person prays but when we pray we're thinking about something else we're fasting but you know our fasting may be deficient we're uh, using bad language we're losing our temper so there's things that needs to be done that a person has to make sure that the the shortcomings and the you know deficiencies in that action needs to be made up so that's why even you look at Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail alayhi salam after making the Kaaba after making the foundation of the house of Allah what do they say they say rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antas samiul alim wa tub alayna innaka antat tawwabur rahim oh Allah accept from us innaka antas samiul alim that you are the most hearing and most knowledgeable and then after asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance of their action they say wa tub alayna and uh, uh, turn back to us you know uh, uh, what we say is tauba tauba comes from tub alayna so turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking istighfar and seeking forgiveness for the shortcomings that we have done so the first action that we have to do in these last few portions and few uh, nights of the month of Ramadan is number one increase in our ibadat and whatever we we can do increasing in it and sort of planning out after the month of Ramadan you know we have about a little more than a week or about a week um, in this month planning out that this action is so beloved to me that this action is making a relationship and connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I want to continue this and I want to make sure that I have this action outside the month of Ramadan so number one is increasing in our actions number two in uh, 
increasing our in our du'as. The du'a is the essence of our ibadat. When a person makes ibadat, any ibadat that we do, we pray two rakats, we, we pray our fard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the du'as of an individual at that time. So making sure that we uh, call out upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we make du'a for everything that we need, whether it's... Uh, you know, personal issues or the communal and the community's issues, we make dua for everybody. And then the third thing is with the ibadat dua is um, to seek istighfar for the shortcomings of the fast that we did and the tilawat and then uh, going through this month of Ramadan and maybe we're not using it to the uh, the fullest that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to use it from so asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya Allah you forgive us Ya Allah we ask your forgiveness and remember the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he, he was a person that didn't sin and he says that wa inni astaghfirullah that indeed I seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than 70 times a day and in another narration he mentions more than 100 times a day so you can imagine that if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa seeking istighfar and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are we? We can't claim anything uh, on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So seeking istighfar for uh, um, our actions and the things that we have done. Um, the last thing is, um, inshallah this uh, Saturday, which is May 16th, at 6.30, um, ICF, and Masjid Zakaria will be having a virtual fundraiser and we know that um, the masjids, both of these masjids, they're very active um, on a day, daily basis. There's almost about um, hundred and uh, more than 170, 200 students that come daily and study and uh, go home and especially with this uh, shelter in place, the programs have uh, uh, still continued on and they're still going online. And so this is that time that the organizations, they take out their operating expense. So this is the fundraiser that's coming up. Inshallah, it will be tomorrow uh, at 6.30. Um, you know, you can go to the website to see the link for the, the conference call. Inshallah, Mufti Mudathir will be there. And uh, there will be a talk and there will be a fundraiser. So I request everybody to partake in it and to involve themselves in this good action. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our tilawat of Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us and make us His. And make us His. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. Wa akhru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.